Hey, Radio Land, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Still Show, voted Tampa Bay's most engaging consumer talk radio show. Tune in to us weekly Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we're going to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. We'll discuss issues like taxes, credit, finance, and my favorite, vehicles. Tune in Saturdays, 11 a.m. We'll make sure you get the information you need by bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You may think I'm a big, famous radio guy, but just like you, I don't like getting nickel and dimed by my bank. That's why I'm a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. While the other guys are charging fees left and right, Grow Financial has free ATMs, a free debit card with no debit card fees, and low rates on credit cards and car loans. Become a member right now at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions. So make sure you call them, get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, ice-cold air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. It's time for Legally Steal with your host, S.E. Day. Thank you, Bill. And welcome back to another edition, a whole new year of the Legally Steal Show. I'm your host, F.B. Day, and we're going to be guiding this year into prosperity, because that's what we do. We talk about issues that matter most to your wallet, but those issues can only be solved when we put our heads together to make things happen. So I'm happy to be back. I'm glad the holidays are done. They're over, and we are in a new year, making new strides. And I can tell you, things are already turning differently. Um, there's a, everybody that I've talked to, there's a general feel that this year, 2012, is going to be a whole lot better. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a psychological thing that happens when you look at the end of the year and the bringing in of a new year. Somehow, psychologically, we feel that we're getting rid of the old and we're bringing in a new. I mean, that has been the historical theme of New Year's and New Year's Eve and old anxiety. So now we are seven days into 2012. Let me ask you a question. What have you done for seven days to change the course of your year? I can tell you, this week has been an awesome, awesome week for me. Awesome. I have been on the move. I've been making things happen. I've had more meetings, productive meetings, not just meetings to have meetings, but productive meetings. Productive meetings to bring you more information, uh, to bring you the best of information you need. 
We have an exciting year coming up. We have, of course, we started in December our uh, Ask the Celebrity. So that we're going to be doing that series every month on the third Saturday of every month. Also, also on the local scene. Now, this is Blog Talk Radio, but on the local scene, I'll be doing the uh, Can Talk. And that's going to be at 8 a.m. At 8 on Saturday morning. So I'll be doing two shows. And the only reason that I'm not doing one show like a simulcast last year is because a for the local scene, the 8 o'clock time slot is better for my clients. So I have to, you know, got to pay the bills. So I have to adjust it and do what I need to do. But the 8 o'clock time slot is better for my clients. However, however. As we go along, we're going to tie in the shows. And the reason that I am not changing the 11 o'clock time slot, because I promised last year that 11 o'clock is going to be our time. And that's what I, that's what I meant. And that's what I'm going to keep. So 11 o'clock on blog talk radio is our time, but on the local scene, and that'll be tan talk 1340 or, uh, tan 1340.com, tan, T-A-N, T-A-L-K, 1340.com. You can tune in there and listen to me as well. And we'll be talking about issues that matter most to your wallet, but more from the local standpoint in Tampa. Um, but, you know, just because I'm talking in Tampa doesn't mean that these issues do not affect you around the world. And when we're talking about credit, and by the way, credit was one of our highest rated shows last year. Credit and taxes. Credit, we win this order. Credit. Taxes and business. Credit, taxes, and business. That tells you something. When people will go back over and over and over again and listen to a credit show, that has something to, you know, it's, it's speaking loudly. And what we're going to do is we're going to be bringing in some more guests this year. Matter of fact, next week I have a meeting with a local credit specialist. Uh, who has a different twist on his. He's a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Um, I understand that. I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist. I do understand the way the system works. And if you don't understand the way the system works, then you'll look at it as a conspiracy. But we'll talk about that later. But he is, you know, excellent at what he does. And what he talks about is credit is a long race. And he's right. Credit is not something done overnight. Because the systems that are in place look at you from a totality standpoint. Not just you got one piece over here, you got some good credit cards over here, but you're not paying your student loan. And if you did know, by the way, student loans never go away. I think that was passed back in 1998. And it originally started, the whole reason behind that, it originally started because a lot of doctors started charging off their student loans. Back in the 80s, uh, when they came out of law school, uh, doctors as well, attorneys and doctors, when they came out of law school or they, or they came out of medical school, after a few years out, then they would declare bankruptcy and it would discharge of all of their loans. Well, uh, some smart people got with some other so-called smart people, those in Congress, and we'll talk about those later. But got with those guys and they passed legislation and what it did was it originally reduced it uh, as far as filing bankruptcy. But now 
1998, the legislation was passed that student loans can never be discharged. Student loans, personal and private, public, public student loans and personal student loans cannot be discharged. So if you have a student loan, I myself have student loans, because unless you get a grant or a scholarship uh, to get your master's, it's going to cost you out of your pocket. So if you get a student loan, it will never be discharged. And I can tell you now the cost of education, that's something that we'll be talking about again this year, the cost of education and what we're going to do with that, um, how we can attack it and what we can do for change. And I can tell you, if you look at the blogosphere out there, you'll notice that I'm not the only one talking about these issues. Education, it needs to be reformed. Uh, the whole, you know, student loan needs to be reformed. Uh, the cost of education is just astronomical for what you're getting, and what you're getting may not be applying to what you're living. So we're going to be discussing things like that, definitely credit, and we have our shows lined up um, for the year. Well, not for the year. That not my bad. My bad. For the first six months of the year, we have them lined up. And of course, if there's anything that you want to hear, uh, and I'm here. Send me a message at the show. That's T H E S H O W at legallysteal.com. The show at legallysteal.com, and we can get those questions answered for you on the air. Uh, across the holidays, which it tells you, um, a lot of people are sending out messages. I've got a lot of messages across holidays from people that have issues with the bank. Yeah, rah, rah, I'm on you. I'm on your board. I'm with you. I'm ready to rock and roll. Others have issues with, you know, just want to know information about what do you do to pay off a loan early, different things like that. So anytime you have a question, send it in. Send it in to the show at LegallySteel.com, and we can get an answer for you, put it on the air, and hopefully, hopefully this year, you share in on our conversation. Let us know what's going on in your world, issues that you want to tackle. Last year, we had a great year. We had a great year. And I, it was the first full year of my radio career, the first full year of my radio career. And I appreciate the support that I got. It gave me a lot of insight, and I'm excited about it. I am very excited about it. And as we go along through the month of January, I'm going to be telling you about some things that I'm doing uh, that's going to benefit the way that you receive things. Also, I don't want to, you know, not that I'm superstitious or anything, but I don't want to jinx some things. In other words, I don't want to let you know until I know, and then we'll both know. Uh, but there's a lot of things that's going on in my world. And we are looking at growing the show, but growing the show exponentially and forward into television. So that's one of my goals, that's one of my desires, and I'm working on it. Another thing that we're doing, we are in the exploratory phases right now. And when I, what I mean by that is we're putting things together because if you know I'm a small business champion and I want to make sure that small businesses get a fair shake. And I think that like everything else in this country, if enough people speak out about it, if enough people speak out about it, we can make a difference. And as an advocate, 
and small business champion, that's my goal. My goal is to raise enough uh, awareness of what's going on and fight it one step at a time. But here's how I do it. I don't fight it from the standpoint of um, the old standing on the sideline and picking. No, that's not what I do. What I look at is creating synergy, creating synergy and strategic alignments with entities, businesses, individuals, in order to make our goal happen. Because everybody is in it together. We just have to come out of the whole what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours phase and have to look at things from a total standpoint of us joining together and putting some things together and everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. See, my thing is instead of small business owners running to the banks, because the banks are profit centers, they're not really concerned about what you're doing and they're missing the whole point. They're missing the whole point. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. But instead of you know, a small business owner or entrepreneur running to a bank to get some type of uh, loan or release or, or, or any type of reparation, not reparation, bad words, bad words, but any type of lending, I am looking at getting together with venture capitalists, getting together with corporations, okay, corporations, because let's look at it for a second. Office Depot, Staples. Office Max, um, Quill, Reliable. Who are these people looking to do business with? They're looking to do business with small businesses and entrepreneurs. Of course, the big businesses. But here's the alarming statistic. If you go to the White House, I think it's whitehouse.org, but the White House's website, you will see that they are talking about small businesses, and small businesses account for two out of every three jobs in America. Two out of every three jobs in America are provided by small businesses or entrepreneurs. Excuse me. So if that's the case, if two out of three jobs are provided by entrepreneurs and small businesses, why can't small businesses get more, more acceptance? Why can't small businesses get more leeway? We're not asking, as a small business owner, we're not asking for freebies. We're not asking for you to give away. We're asking for a hand up, not a handout. So with that, we're going to concentrate on creating strategic alignments with certain businesses uh, to help us get what we need, and at the same time, they get what they need. Because, see, as small business owners and entrepreneurs, we're very ingenious. We're very creative. And we make things happen. We make money. That's not the problem. We make money. But money will only get you so far in this society. Everything is credit-based. No credit, no buy. No credit, no buy. You can have cash, but cash will only get you so far. So we're going to start creating some synergy with these type of corporations and hopefully create some synergy with the Small Business Administration or the Small Business Development Center and making some things happen on that front as well. So we have a lot lined up um, for what's coming up. And stay tuned. Stay tuned for a message that, that I, I really don't want to rant and, rave and buy, uh, rave, rant and rave about it, but I do want to bring up a point of the mindset of some of the idiots 
and I say that word loosely, idiots who are in the political field that are wanting to be the leaders of the free country in the free world. Stay tuned after the break. We're going to talk about that a little bit, and I'd love to hear your feedback. Stay tuned. Hey, Radio Land, this is your host, Desi Day. You know, here at the Legally Steel Show, we don't stroke your ears with music, but we do leave your brain all satisfied with the climax of issues that matter most to your wallet. Tune in to a Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we will discuss the pressing issues of the day. Only on the Legally Steel Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, ice-cold air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You don't need to be an NHL goalie to make great saves. As a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, you'll make great saves every day. They've got low rates on credit cards and car loans, free banking services like free ATMs, and unlike the other guys, a free debit card with no debit card fees. Check out all the great saves at Grow Financial. I became a member two years ago, and you can become a member today. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is Ray Charles Jr., and when you want to know about consumer issues that matter most to your wallet, I listen to my man, S.E. Day, on the Legally Steel Show. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steel Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make sure you call them. Get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steel Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. Welcome back to the Legally Steel Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. Hey, we're back. We're back. This is S.E. Day for another edition of How to Legally Steal. Ah, wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> it's another edition of the Legally Steel Show. And we are happy, 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 happy to be here with you. This is January the 7th, talking about good stuff. Uh, first part of the uh, show, we talked about, you know, moving forward this year and the whole sentiment of how things are better. And I can tell you, for the banks, we thought we kicked them last year, man, but uh, I'm reading a report this morning from the, uh, the Tampa Bay Business Journal about how the largest banks in the nation are expected to reap, ready for this, strong annual earnings for 2011. And this is something being reported by Bloomberg. Uh, so you got, you know, your J.P. Morgan Chase, your Bank of America, your Goldman Sachs. Um, we didn't hurt them. We didn't hurt them that much last year with Bank Transfer Awareness Month. But you know what? It was the first time. It was the first time. This is a new year. And I can guarantee you, 40 years out, you're going to hear me talking about 
on the national scene, Bank Transfer Awareness Month. I think more people need to really get involved. Don't sit back. I'm not just talking about, you know, hurt the big guys in their pockets. That's not what I'm talking about. And please, please, pay close attention to what I'm saying. In order for us to get anywhere together, we have to work together. This isn't, this isn't, you know, some type of mathematical equation that you can't understand. If we work together, everybody prospers. But when you have one looking at the whole and trying to take the whole pie, it doesn't leave anything for anybody else. See, what, what the banks got to understand, and I say the banks, but I'm talking about a few select individuals that actually work for these entities, and the mindset that's driving those individuals, we're all going after the same dollar. As businesses, we're all going after the same dollar. That dollar is the consumer. And if we're going to take care of ourselves, we have to take care of our consumers first. Our consumers, once they're taken care of, I guarantee you, this is simple science, you take care of your consumers. You build a trust factor with your consumers. And every consumer that's listening to the sound of my voice knows exactly what I'm saying. Customer service is crap nowadays. Forget it. I had a conversation with a lady the other day, and I said, you know what? I, as a 43-year-old man, I'm in that Generation X category, and I could care less to walk inside of a bank. I'd rather do it on my smartphone. Let me be able to get it knocked out on my smartphone because I know the state of customer service, so I don't care about you, you know, meeting and greeting me. However, I say that, and I say that loosely because customer service is still important. It's very important. And the way we have to capitalize on that is through social media. That's a whole nother story. See, social media is taking place of you walking in and shaking hands. However, in the social media realm, you still have to take care of your customers. Here's a case in point. I contacted Cap One because I wanted to increase my credit limit. But I wanted to increase my credit limit not from asking them to increase my credit limit. I wanted to increase my credit limit by paying more towards my credit card. Now, we're chatting online. And when I chatted the question to her, and I made sure because, you know, you have to be careful when you text stuff or you chat, that um, your emotions are not involved in your words, your typewritten words. So... I took all my emotion out, and I made sure that the question that I asked was very specific and to the point. This lady runs an inquiry on my credit report, then comes back and tells me, chatting, tells me, well, um, sorry, but right now uh, we can't increase your credit. So I'm a little irritated. And I type back to her, what are you talking about? I simply asked if I could put more money on my credit card to increase my credit. Now, I'm not asking you to raise it. I'm saying with my money, I would raise it. Well, finally, when she understood what I was saying, because, you know, her mindset is one way, close to the holidays, her mindset is one way that if somebody says something about credit increase, that they're asking you to increase it. Well, then she responds back, oh, absolutely, you can do that. To me, that's customer service, and I didn't even walk inside of a bank. 
That's customer service. Even though you're social media, you still have to take care of your customer. So I get a letter in the mail a day or so ago saying that, you know, how I was, you know, I they couldn't increase my credit. And I'm like, see, this right here is what really ticks people off. You're going to run a credit inquiry on my credit report. And how, you know, how I talk about credit, you don't run inquiries because those inquiries will stay on there for two years. And that hurts my credit rating every time they run one. So this is, you know, this whole customer service. So I'm getting back to the big bank. Take care of your customers. Take care of your customers and they'll take care of you. But when you operate from a greed standpoint, no one likes greed. No one likes greed. Okay? And, but people, here's the deal. Put it as simple as this. People love to buy, but they hate being sold. People love to buy, but they hate being sold. When you take care of your people, they will take care of you. You take care of your customers, they'll take care of your profit margin. Don't get greedy. I mean, how much money do you need? Okay, you're going to hear more about this as the year go along, goes along because I'm, I'm working on some big stuff, and I can tell you the big banks are in my crosshair. Just that simple. They're in my crosshair. Um, I'd like to welcome on our local uh, thing one of our new clients, one of our new strategic partners, Ice Cold Air Discount Auto Repair. Ice Cold Air is coming on with us, and our goal is to make their business the best business in Tampa when it comes to vehicle maintenance. All 16 of their franchisee locations around the Tampa Bay, we're going to be out and about. We're going to be doing something called Unrestricted Wrap Session, where we're going to be talking to customers. We're going to be videotaping customers. Come on, come on, come on. Roll with me here. How ingenious is that? We've had written video, I mean, customer testimonial, and, but I can tell you the power of video. We want to go out and we want to interview their customers in their stores while their customers are getting their vehicle service. Now, then we're going to take that video and show people why ice cold air discount auto repair is the best, is the best vehicle maintenance company in the Tampa Bay area. So we definitely like to welcome, welcome them, thank them for coming on board with us, and we're planning on having their CEO on the air on February the 4th, and she is, yeah, she doesn't want to be labeled as the first lady of maintenance, but she is really doing some things. Um, young lady, very smart, very, very, very business oriented, that's running a you know 16 17 franchisee organization and making it happen it's growing it's growing and you know they've been around over 40 years but now Ms. Tina Denham is in, in charge of it and it's growing even bigger so glad to have them on board expect to see a lot more a lot more things coming down the tube and you're going to hear more about ice cold air discount auto repair as we move forward ah now the second, first part of the show, I was talking about some idiots. Now, you know, I last year how I felt about the politicians, all 528 or whatever the number is, of clowns that are in D.C. who can't get it together. They have personal agendas. 
Many want to see, you know, we're not going to pass anything. The heck with the American people. We could care less if they suffer. We just want Obama out of office. Whatever. Democrats are just, you know, giving away the candy store, and we want to do this. and we're A bunch of idiots in one. But take this to heart. Now, I don't know how many of you remember. Remember, we don't talk politics on this show. We talk about issues. And in order for me to get to this issue, i got to, you know, point out some names, which I really care less to do, but i got to point out some names. Here's this one guy who's running for President of the United States on the GOP ticket. Guy's name is Rick Santoro. Now, I don't know how many of you know that I'm a black man. Hmm. Okay. If you look at the website, you'll see it. Oh, by the way, you got to go to the website. Let me get back to that. You gotta go back to you gotta go to the website. We've made some really cool changes, right? And you'll see some highlighted features at the top of the um, web page. But go to the web web page, legallystealshow.com. Legallystealshow.com. Go to the website. You'll really see the changes. And you know, give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. Okay, this guy Rick Santor, in a conference on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, 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 the second, the second of January, Monday. He makes a statement when somebody asks him a question about getting out of this, you know, off this train ride in America that we're on. He points out and says he would like to help black people. And I want to make sure I'm saying this right, but he would like to help black people stop depending on other people's money. Okay, I don't know what century this clown thinks he's in, but what he was referencing to was black people are the only people in America who are on public assistance. Okay, just that simple. Don't believe me, go, you're not going to find a lot of news coverage out there, but if you go on CBS and put in Rick Santorum and black people and uh, public assistance or welfare, you'll see it. But what century is this clown in? Okay, let's talk about this for a second. One percent, get me now, one percent of the U.S. budget, one percent, deals with food stamps, EBT, whatever you want to call it. One percent. We should be talking about entitlements. Overhauling the entitlements program, Social Security, Medicaid, we should be talking about overhauling that, but not making erroneous, stupid, ignorant statements like, I want to help black people not depend on other people's money. Now, if you want to go and do some statistics, and these are not mine, but if you want to go and do some statistics, according to the U.S. Census, about 13.9% of the population in America is black African American. 13.9%. Last year, last year, you ready for this? 40 million participants, 40 million recipients, 40 million were receiving benefits through the Department of Agri Agriculture called EBT or Benefits Card Medicaid uh, Food Stamp. Now, according to his math, all 
13.9% of the U.S. population, which happens to be African-American or black, are using food stamps. No Asians, no Latinos, no Hispanics, no whites. Just black. See, this is the type of idiocy that we do not need in office. These clowns just, they figure that when they in a closed room, they can pop off things and don't back up their stats. And then want to say, well, I didn't, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's not what I said. Uh, yeah, it is what you said. People, remember, we are in 2012. If you open your mouth, if you open your mouth, there's a microphone waiting to record what you say, even if you don't think you're important. So these are issues that we really need to be looking at. This is an election year. I don't want to get into politics. I know all about politics. I studied politics. My undergrad is in politics. I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to talk about politics on the show. But I do want to talk about the issues that matter most in your wallet. And I'm telling you, people, I'm telling you, if you are controlled by fear, if you let fear run your life, then you will go out and you will cast a vote for an idiot like Rick Santorum. Okay. He is in the same, you know, category of the other clowns that were running that decided to take a, what was it, leave of absence? How can you take a leave of absence or, you know, you're going to suspend your campaign? This is, this is political, political rhetoric. You don't suspend a campaign. You end a campaign. Herman Clown ended his campaign. Michelle Bachman, yeah, I know it's Bachman and Kane, whatever. Glad these clowns are out. They're extremists. You can't run a country on one extremist. You're not a centralist. Because, see, everybody lives here, and we have to live here together. You have to come to the center. You have to make some compromises. I'm sorry, but that's the way the job is. You have to make compromises. It's not one extreme to the other extreme. And I'm telling you, big businesses, big businesses, you got to stop pumping money into the politicians' pockets. Because you're ruining the fabric. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to find your money worthless. Because at the drop of a dime, this stuff can happen and your money can be worthless. And now you're all back at the beginning. Take the movie. Take the movie 2012 for a minute. Now I don't know if you've seen it. But go watch it. Matter of fact, that's a movie. Let's go back to New Orleans. Hurricane Katrina. If you watch the news reports from CNN during the, you know, days after, I mean, the immediate days after the levee breaking in Louisiana, you saw, and I, I promise you, I saw one pan and scan of this, and I never saw another one. But there was money strolled all across the highway from the casinos that the machines had just been ripped open. They showed it one time. They didn't show anymore. But one, here's where I'm going. People had money. But those that did not get out of New Orleans, their money was worthless. They had no way to get to an ATM machine. They had no way to buy food in a store. So those people who were swimming around in that muck were fighting for, those that had money now, were fighting for a loaf of bread, just like everybody else was. So what I'm trying to tell you is we have to work together. All of this nonsense that's going on, 
all of this race card on both sides of the fence, all of this idiocy is not going to get us anywhere. It's going to get us back into the dark ages. Because that's the last thing you want to do, Rick Santorum, is pull out a race card like that and say, I want to help black people stop depending on other people's money. Really? Really? Well, and, you know, being real here in America, we all depend on somebody else's money. I mean, think about it. I couldn't be on the air right now if I didn't depend on somebody else's money. Okay, let's take it even further. The radio station here, the owners of the radio station here, could not be running this radio station if they didn't depend on my money. Tico Electric, you know, the uh, big power company here in Tampa, they couldn't be operational if they didn't depend on every taxpayer's money. Everybody in America depends on some. Everybody in the world depends on somebody's money. Somebody's money at some point. But these are things that clowns like that continue to say. And, and listen, I don't make any bones about it. I know politics, and I will call you a clown if I see it. If you get upset, that's your business, not mine. You don't want to decide to open your mouth and say stupid things. So uh, that's your world. Listen, stay tuned. Stay tuned after the show. I mean, after the break, we're going to have a segment on uh, goal setting. I know we are seven days into the into the year, but I'd like to touch on goal setting before we go out and uh, this week and have our next show next week. But I'd like to touch on that for a little bit, and we're going to have a guest on uh, talking about goal setting and things that you need to do to get yourself in order for 27, uh, 2012, 27. I'm really speeding it up, but for 2012. So stay tuned after the break. We'll be right back. Hey, Tampa Bay, this is S.C. Day, host of the Legally Steals Show, your local consumer advocate nationwide. As a former Army certified vehicle mechanic, I know the importance of vehicle maintenance. I also know the rising cost of vehicle repairs and labor rates. At Ice Cold Air Discount Auto Repair, you don't have to worry about being overcharged on vehicle repair or labor rates. In fact, at Ice Cold Air, their signature labor rate is up to 50% off industry standards. Ice Cold Air has more than 40 years of experience at driving down the cost of vehicle repairs, and you can bring your own parts if you like. Listen, if you've ever had a vehicle repaired, then you know what I'm talking about. It's not the parts that cost you, it's the labor. Ice Cold Air Discount Auto Repair saves you money guaranteed. They've built a reputation of taking care of your vehicle repair needs and your peace of mind at the same time. Visit one of Ice Cold Air's 16 Bay Area locations today and tell them SC sent you. You'll be glad you did, and I guarantee that. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted, or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore? Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, Ice Cold Air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. This is Ray Charles Jr., and when you want to know about consumer issues that matter most to your wallet, I listen to my man, S.E. Day, on the Legally Steal Show. 
This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You don't need to be an NHL goalie to make great saves. As a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, you'll make great saves every day. They've got low rates on credit cards and car loans, free banking services like free ATM, and unlike the other guys, a free debit card with no debit card fees. Check out all the great saves at Grow Financial. I became a member two years ago, and you can become a member today. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make sure you call them, get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Talk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. Hey, this is your host, S.E. Day. We are back. We're back again to um, bring to you a guest. Her name is Charmaine Lane. Uh, she has a, she was busy, so I had to record her session. But we're going to talk about goal setting for a little bit. So, you know, tune in, listen to some things that really can help you shape the direction that you're going. And um, give me your feedback. Hit me up at the show, T-H-S-E, <laughs> T-H-E-S-O-W at LegallySteel.com. That's the show at LegallySteel.com. And we want to hear what you have to say. So, Stay tuned. Well, just hang on. No, no, don't stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to start her session right now. Charmaine, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> we're glad to have you. Listen, I have been talking you up all week, talking about how fantastic you are. Um, I'm going to let you tell the audience a lot about you. Of course, I have your information on our blog because I want people to be able to connect with you after the show. If you would, tell us a little bit about your life, how you got to where you are to age 17, being a manicurist and during nine divorces, to becoming a millionaire. If you would, please share with us. Oh, thank you very much. It would be my pleasure. Um, I love sharing, you know, tools and, and tips and strategies on really how to, to fix and change and, and just do the things that you want to do in your own life. So you talked a little bit about it already, but, you know, um, I was born into a dysfunctional world, and um, my parents between them had been divorced nine times. Actually, to date, it is now ten. And, you know, um, when you're a child, isn't that comedy? I mean, that's just that's a comedy act right there in and of itself. And talk about exactly. being a kid, you know. You stand up. And no kidding, I mean, I'm telling you, I have more steps than the Washington Monument. <laughs> so, uh... Charmaine? Charmaine, did we lose you? Uh, I think we did. We'll give her a second. I'm sure she'll call back 
in because she's very dynamic and she's talking some stuff that you want to hear. Um, but I mean, when you talk about just before you know before you come back home, when you talk about that type of adversity, that type of dis- dysfunctionality, and ten times she said to date it's been ten times. That's a lot. She's back on. Charmaine, I don't know what happened with Rossi, but we're glad you're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I guess I'm stuck in technology heck today. <laughs> so, yes. Um, no yeah, problem. So to date, to date it's been um, 10 divorces. And as a kid, it's really hard to get caught up in all that because you don't really have control over your environment. And I had this really life-changing uh, circumstance that occurred for me. And, and my my parents, um, I was a product of the very first marriage. So my parents got divorced when I was two, and then nine other divorces proceeded through my 38 years of life thus far. And the amazing thing was is that I was complaining about my life one day, and I went into my school psychologist, and I was just talking about how things were going, and I wasn't very happy, and my, my psychologist said this amazing thing that really changed my life, and it was you can't change the things that happen to you. You can only change your reaction to the things that happen to you. And at the time I thought, what are you talking about? That is so often wrong. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 12 years old. How could I possibly change my reaction to things, you know? Changing effect. Well, but yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry? 
I said, no, good deal. I, you know, one of the things in, in, in listening to you, I relate because the early age I realized, too, I was about 13, when I realized that I had no control over the things that went on around me. And because I didn't have any control over all I wanted to do was concentrate on the things that I could control. And that's what I did. I started focusing. So with the audience, I want them to know that just because of where you're standing today, that that is not an indication of where you can go tomorrow. Oh, that is such a powerful statement, and absolutely. And I like to say your history does not have to determine your future. Where you've been does not have to determine where you can go. Exactly. Exactly. And so as I was saying, go right ahead. Let me ask you this. Um, now, you said after going through at the time, you know, those nine divorces, what gave you courage to set the goals? I mean, just to set the goals. We're not talking about achieving them, but what gave you the courage to set them and then achieve them? That's a, that's a great question. You know, it's, it, it kind of falls in line with what we've been talking about already, which is so much around me I had zero control over. I couldn't, you know, change my environment. I mean, it was my home. It was my parents. What could I do about that? So it was really about having control over the things that I could control, which was, and it's not being a control freak, it's having influence on your own life. I didn't want to feel like I was this victim, that all that was going around me was determining what I was capable of or where I could go or what I could do. So having all this chaos around me, in a later time in life, I realized, you know what, That was probably a really great experience for a kid to have because it gave you self-discipline. It gave you a perspective or gave me a perspective that was if I set a goal, then I can do whatever possible to make that goal happen. And although all this craziness is going on around me, I can decide for myself what I am capable of. I can choose what I want to have in my life, and I can take the steps to make that happen, or I could just fall victim to everything around me and have zero influence on my life. And that was just not how I wanted to live. Absolutely. And, and with you saying that, I want, to push the, I want to push the conversation a little, a little bit forward. And one of the things that, you know, um, one of the questions that I, I want to ask you is, in setting your goals, what goals, because I know, you know, we've all thought about, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be this. I want to be that. But we have to set in some specific goals. If you don't mind, what were some of the goals that you set to set you to, you know, actually elevate yourself from a manicurist? to a millionaire? What were some of those goals? You know, great question again. You know, one day um, I had worked, you know, 15 hours without a break, and I was exhausted. And this is, again, when I was a manicurist. And, you know, in manicuring, you don't really have influence, or at least not much influence, over how much money you can make because there's only so much people are going to pay to get their nails done or to get their toes polished. You know, there's only so much that that, that – service is going to have as, a, as an income bracket. 
but I looked at my life and I'm like, gosh, I just spent 15 hours, you know, working on people. And there's only so many hours in the day. I cannot work 24 hours. And so I did the math one day, and I realized, looking at the bigger picture, you know, if you continue to do this job, if you worked 15 hours a day, seven days a week, you'd never make more than $50,000 a year. Now, please don't hear me wrong. $50,000 is good income. But it was not going to allow me to do the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to travel. I wanted to give back to the world. I wanted to do charity work. I wanted to help good causes. And $50,000 a year, even if I was making $50,000, i am working seven days a week. I can't even take a vacation because as soon as I take a vacation, I'm not making $50,000 anymore, right? Exactly. And that was really exactly. – that was my first step in setting goals. I said, you know what, if I want to accomplish bigger things – I'm going to have to, to make some changes here. And I did what I call verbal vomit. I got out a piece of paper and a pen, and I wrote down every aspect of my life I wasn't happy with. I was not happy working 15 hours a day and only making, at that point, you know, dollars $20, $25,000 a year. That didn't make me happy. So I wrote down all the aspects of my life that I was not happy with. And then I thought, all right, one at a time. What do I want in place of each of these items. And honestly, that was where my life started to change because now I saw where I was, not having any judgment about it, and then having mm-hmm. some place on the horizon that I wanted to be, something to work towards. Good, good. Listen, Char, um, we also have a chat line that, that chats are coming in while we're on the air. And one of the questions that came in is, how can I make my goals realistic? and possible for me. Though, you know, two of those keywords, realistic and possible for me. Could you share a little bit about that? You know, that's a really great point. And the funny thing here is, um, I'm sure everybody's heard that phrase, reality sucks. Well, there's a reason. Okay. And so <laughs> I say throw reality out the window. And so, you know, I'm sure you know, okay, as a manicurist, I was making twenty grand a year. Do you think it was realistic yeah. for me to set a goal to say I'm going to make a million dollars in one year? That sounded ludicrous. If no. I told anybody out loud, they would have thought I was off my walker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what I honestly say is I would throw, quote, unquote, reality out the window. Do something you're passionate about. Throw out reality and throw in passion. What is a goal I am passionate about making happen for me? That's step number one. Possible. Um, I believe that setting goals that are, are, are possible is I'm five feet three inches tall. There's nothing I can do to be five feet six. That is an impossible goal. That's just silly to do. I mean, unless I'm going to wear three-inch heels, which is fine, you know, but if I want to naturally be five foot six, not going to happen. I'm five three. It is what it is. My eyes are brown. If I want to make them green, the closest I'm going to get is colored contacts. Those are what I call not possible goals. You're laughing at my jokes. I think I'm funny, too. (laughs) So... So that's the difference between reality and, and, and possible. I say have a goal that you are absolutely passionate about, something that you are going to fight for, something that gives you fuel. When you have a cold or you have the flu and you don't feel like getting up in the morning, fighting for that goal 
is something that gets you out of bed, that's a goal worth having. And as far as possible, to be honest with you, if you think it and you believe it, it's possible. Um, you know, there was a guy whose name I'm drawing a blank on right now, but he was a blind man since birth. And actually, I think he was 12 years mm-hmm. old when he went fully, completely, 100% blind. And you know what, Essie? Mm-hmm. He climbed Mount Everest. Mount Everest! Wow. The most seeing, fully visibly capable people can't do that. A blind man exactly. climbed to the top of Mount Everest. Most people right. probably so said that wasn't possible. Exactly. And so when you look at that, you can say anything is possible, and you hit on it. If you can conceive it and believe it, then it's possible. You can achieve it. Listen, some of the things that I've done, um, I've been years, I've been in sales for years, 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 years. And I do understand when you said seven days a week, I was in car sales. I did 30 days one month, 30 days. Sure, I made a ton of money, but I couldn't spend it because I was constantly at the dealership, constantly trying to get the next (laughs) sale, the next sale. And living like that is chaotic, and I said, you know what? I love this business, but what I love most is talking to people, giving people advice. So for the person that came along with that question, and we have another one, can I have more than one goal set for myself and make it possible at the same time? Absolutely. Set your goals, write them down, and then apply yourself. But, Shar, one of the things that I put out is this. You can have any goal that you want, but if you do not put a burning desire behind it, believe it and ha- that it will happen, it will happen. What do you think about that? I think you could not have hit the nail more straight on on the head at all. Um, anything is, is absolutely possible. Um, like I said, no one in my entire family has ever made more than six figures, much less seven. And people did. They thought I was absolutely out of my mind. People at my company, when I said out loud to everybody there, I'm going to make a million dollars this year, everybody looked at me like, oh, this girl has lost her mind. And um, they were looking at me even more like, good Lord, what did this child do? Because she um, is actually doing it. And and so, again, um, I had lots of goals. I mean, in one year, I made a million dollars. I ran a marathon. I lost 30 pounds. That's just an example of having more than one goal. And I, I did each and every one of those things. And, it's again, it's having something that is important to you. Now, what I don't want people to do is get so overwhelmed with all their goals that they no longer have a life, kind of like you, Essie, and working at the dealership seven days yeah. a week. I, I think it's yeah. important to – Create goals that you're going to be happy about that are going to add positive things to your life, not to just consume your life. Right. Sure. Listen, one of the things that, and and I'm sure you can attest to this, um, one of the things that I realized is that once I set my mind in a certain direction, and I put the time and energy behind achieving whatever I'm going to achieve or I desire to achieve, then one of the things that happens is this. Things start to line themselves up and fall in place. 
And I see, for instance, um, I see like this year. The, I mean, this year we're eight days into the into this year, and because my mind has been so in a certain direction, things are just starting to line themselves up for me. So I know if you set a goal that you went from a manicurist to a millionaire, other things are starting to happen around you in a positive light. It's like like attracts like, the you know the law of attraction. What do you think about the law of attraction and things moving in a positive direction once you've locked yourself in on a goal? You know, I think that's a really you know interesting perspective because yes, I am a big believer in the law of attraction, and you know it's so funny. We have all, I think, had the, the experience where you wake up in the morning and you're kind of in a bad mood and then you go to make your coffee, but then you spill it all over the counter and then you get ready for work and now you're stuck in traffic and then you stub your toe, you know, on the curb. And it's one big snowball effect. And that is what the law of attraction is. It's demonstrating I've been just spewing off all this negative energy all day long and all I, and now I've had this most atrocious day. But the opposite is true as mm-hmm. well, is that you can have a really great day when you're going through your day and you're in the zone. And I can tell you, when I was making a million dollars a year, I good things just kept on flowing to me. Like every time I turn around, I'm like, wow, I am so in the zone right now. Just everything, new accounts, exactly. new people. <laughs> and that's exactly, exactly. what happens. Exactly, I like that. And that's the, that is just, I call it the snowball effect, because more people seem to be able to relate to that. It's not quite as fluffy and, and airy-fairy as the whole law of attraction thing. But you know what, Essie? We all wake up in bad moods someday, or certain things occur throughout our day that put us in kind of a cranky mood. Well, I have a way mm-hmm. of shifting that. I have a song. Most people have at least one song that just gets them fired up. Now, I want you all to visualize this 5 feet, 315-pound woman who is in a bad mood and wants to change that bad mood. I put on okay. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Okay. And I get yeah. up and I start yeah. dancing and punching the air and I'm like, yeah, unstoppable. <laughs> and here I am, like little Rocky girl, right? I'm like Rocky woman. And all of a sudden I feel charged up and excited and good. And then my day yeah. shifts. And the point here is, is that we all have the ability and the tools within ourselves to shift that bad moment to a positive one, but it takes effort. You have to take action to make that shift, but it can happen. You just have to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And listen, another question that came in, which is right in line with another question that I had for you, it's about reevaluating your goals. Uh, one of the questions that came in is like, what is a good time, a good time frame for setting goals and for reevaluating those goals? What do you think about that? You know, I think that you should always have a goal on the horizon that you're working towards. Sometimes you're going to meet them faster than you expected, and other times you're going to meet them slower than expected. I had a goal to get my college degree. And no one, again, in my family had even gone to college, much less graduated. So it wasn't that my parents and my family hadn't done it. It was something that was important to me. I felt that, you know, I was limited because I didn't have a college degree. I, uh, you know, thought it was going to be about a two- or three-year goal. It ended up being a 15-year goal. Mm -hmm. But I finally did it. And 
I kept looking at that goal every year, and I said, okay, is this something I really want? It's not happening in the time frame I wanted to happen in. You know what? It's important to you. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to do this. Just keep it on your list and keep working towards it. And that's what I did. So I set a goal every January 1st. I don't call them New Year's resolutions. I just create a list of things that I want to accomplish in that year. Some of them I achieve, some of them I don't. And the ones I don't, if they're still important to me, I shift on over to the next year. And other ones, if I meet them early, then I set another goal that takes place. You know what? You just said something very, very important. And and basically, yes, we set goals, and sometimes we get discouraged when we don't achieve the goal. But what you just said was, the goal may not be important to me anymore. It's now nine, nine, ten months down the road. I'm looking at this goal, and you know what? I really don't want to lose another ten pounds. I kind of like the way I look right now. So if that's the case, audience, knock that goal off. A lot of people get get themselves wrapped up into goals, goal, goal, goal. And then if you do not have another goal to back that goal up, you will get depressed. Take my word. Once you achieve your goal, it's like you've gotten to the ultimate top of the top of the mountain. But now it's like, what else is there for me to achieve? So I'm like Shar. I have a list of goals set up throughout the throughout the year, not just one day, but throughout the year. And they work for me. When I achieve them, I can replace them with another goal. That's like a stair step for goal. Shar, what do you? I think you're an amazing human, Effie. I seriously do. That's exactly what I do. I set a, a list of goals, and sometimes I accomplish them, and other times I look at the goal and go, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking, but I really don't want that. Or sometimes I'm going down a path towards a goal, and I realize part of the way there, you know what? I thought I wanted that, but I really don't. On this path, I found this other thing that far more interests me. I shift my goal. You know, it's just like, I see it's just like looking at a map in the mall. There's this big, fat, red arrow that says, you are here, and I locate a store Mm -hmm. that I want to go to, and I'm walking along my merry way to go to that store, but that doesn't mean that another store along the way isn't going to catch my eye, and I want to pop into that store and see what it has going on, too. Goals are the same exact way. You can change your mind. You can shift your focus. You can check something else out and go, nope, I was right the first time. I want to go back to this other thing. That's the great thing about life. It's always changing, and you get to choose along the way. Wow. Sure, listen, I know that, and I, and I want you to talk a little bit about what you do because if people hear your energy, and, and, and audience, I'll tell you, this is my first time having a conversation with Shar. We've been emailing back and forth, but I knew just from looking at her at her videos on her webpage, she is a fireball, and you can see and you are experiencing it now here live on the Legally Steel Show. What I want Shar to do is tell you a little bit about what she does now. And, of course, Shar, I support every guest that comes on my show. I'm going to make sure your information is up. When I tweet, I make sure your information goes out because I want you to not just give out the information because, but believe me, I'm really appreciative of you taking time out of your Saturday 
and giving it to me. And I know it's cold in New York. I'm down here where it's nice and warm. But I really do appreciate it. But tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how you're doing it. Oh, thank you very much for that opportunity. Yeah, um, I do many different things, but two of my most important things is I'm always promoting um, a book. I've written four, and the most recent one is called Giving You the Wow and How. Sometimes people just work a little bit better on their own. And so um, the book Giving You the Wow and the How does exactly that. It gives you the wow. It shows you what to do to find your wow. And then it takes it a step further, and it gives you the step-by-step instructions on how to accomplish what you want, how to accomplish that wow. But one of the most incredibly valuable things that I do is one-on-one coaching. I sit down with my clients if they're geographically close to me and I travel a lot, so if I happen to be in the same city, I can sit down one-on-one in person, and most of my work is done over the phone. And I help people find their passion. I help them get clear and set good goals, and then we create a plan, a step-by-step plan in order to make that goal happen. And then... I hold you accountable. We talk every week, and I tell people, I've got a perfect record, so if you ruin my record, I'm not going to be very happy with you. And so (laughs) I keep people accountable. I, you know, we get on the phone once a week. Did you do this? No? Why not? What's going on? And we talk about how to create what you want to create. Because you know what, Essie? Um, creating, you know, losing 30 pounds in, in three months was not easy. I had to create a plan. Um, making a million dollars in one year was not easy. I had to make a plan. I had to break that big goal down into daily bite-sized steps, something I can do every day. And that's where people get caught. They don't work towards their goals because they don't even know where to start. And as a personal coach, what I say I do is you're walking in a forest and you can't see the trail because all you see is all these trees. I'm in a helicopter flying above you saying, I see, I see exactly where you are. Just go down and keep going straight and in 15 feet, turn right. Right. And then, and that's what a coach does. And so I work one-on-one to help people realize their dreams and goals, come up with a step-by-step plan to help make it happen, and help hold you accountable and hold your hand and walk you through the process until you've achieved what you've wanted to achieve. That's amazing. Now, audience, Shar is also, I mean, we are also fellow hosts. She's also a radio show host. She hosts Now to Wow on 1230 AM. That's WBLQ. Now, because in in coaching, she wants you to hear the full effect. She wants you to receive the full effect. And in doing that, she has to share her message. So as a fellow host, she's also talking to individuals and giving people pointers, kind of like I do on on the Legally Steel show, to get you involved. Because we're doing this for our audience We've already made it, we are achieving it, but now we're giving back. We want you to experience what we are experiencing. We want you to share in it. And definitely, when you get a moment, tune in to her show. Check out her website. Always, you can go to the blog. It's it's uh, legallysteal.blogspot.com, and we've shortened it to the bit.ly shortening. It's bit.ly slash lssblog. LSS blog. 
and all of Shar's information is going to be there, by all means, please connect with her because you can hear her passion now. If she has that passion about herself being on the show, what do you think she'll do for you in your life? Shar, it's been a pleasure having you on, and I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. Oh, the pleasure is absolutely mine. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for just the wonderful gift that you're giving, you know, your listeners and your audience. You know, talking to you has been absolutely a pleasure and a gift to me, so I thank you for having me. Well, listen, try not to freeze your little one, your little five-inch, you know, five-foot-three-foot self off 115 pounds because I know it's cold in New York. <laughs> try not you to freeze because I'm, I'm actually burning up down here. Look, I'm down here in shorts and T-shirts down here in uh, Tampa, so it's hot. Oh, sure, rub it in. <laughs> well, Sean, look, I, again, I look forward to having you on again and look forward to talking to you soon. So enjoy your day. All the best. Happy New Year. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Legally Steel Show, and I look forward to hearing from you next week, January the 14th. Uh, We're going to have some really good stuff coming in, so listen to us throughout the week. Uh, Check out the blog, and you'll see. We're going to have an exciting show for you next week. And on the 21st, we have another celebrity coming on. Check out the website, LegallySteelShow.com, and you'll see who our next guest is. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.